what makes you uniquely you? Like, where did you come from? What was the idea behind your business or who founded your, your property? And how much has gone into all of that? And I think storytelling really brings that across in a way that really speaks to your target audience. So not just focusing on some dry facts, but bringing in a more emotional component as well and really getting through to the people uh, you want to listen to. Welcome to the Hospitality Maverick podcast with me, Michael Tinkser. We at Hospitality Mavericks are here to inspire leaders to create heart-centered and profitable businesses from the inside out, the kind that both employees and customers love and support. And I believe that great storytelling is one of the most powerful tools in a leader's toolbox for driving an organization forward, and not only when it comes to create great business results, but also making a positive impact on its people, the community they're part of, and the planet. And today's conversation, where we're going to be talking about storytelling, and we have a real expert and a force of nature to help us with that, Juliana Hahn. Juliana is a content creator and copywriter specializing in writing for the hospitality and tourism industry. Before she dived into the world of copywriting, she studied hotel management and worked in hotels around the globe so she knows the industry from the inside out. We talk a lot about how you as a business can stand out by using storytelling, but we also take a deep dive into why it's so important to have a different and unique story that you are telling, because if you don't have one and you don't tell it, then you're just a commodity. And we all know the only thing that drives the commodity is price. Juliana shares some great insights in how you use your storytelling on your website as a key for restaurants and hotels that want to transfer bookings from third-party platforms into their own platforms. There are lots of very concrete tips and advice for any business that's preparing to come back after the pandemic. So if you want to have more Maverick insights into your inbox, please sign up to our weekly newsletter on hospitalitymavericks.com. But for now, please grab notebook, coffee, and be ready to learn more about how you build stories that boost your sales. Today, we are having a, a very special guest because we're going to be talking about something I'm a, I would say I've become quite passionate about over the years. It's a storytelling and how you actually tell your your purpose as, as a business to to your customers and uh, for this i've actually invited somebody that's worked globally in hospitality and does that still uh, with helping uh, companies to do uh, better storytelling through their, their website through their emails through their social media and so on so it gave me great pleasure to welcome juliana han all the way from, I think it's Germany, Munich, is it? That's correct? Uh, actually, I'm based in Mainz right now. Okay, you're in Mainz. Okay, you see. Well, uh, that's also a beautiful place uh, for traveling, traveling Germany in, in, in the past. So, Juliana, for, for people that doesn't know who you are, that, that some people would know you because you have a business that working with storytelling, you've done your own business for five years, but you also have a long career in hospitality past that. Could you give people like the uh, an elevator pitch of uh, what is your story and what are you doing now uh, and, uh, and what kind of you know, uniqueness do your company provide to your customers? Sure. Well, first of all, thanks a lot for having me on today. And uh, yeah, to give a quick intro about what I do, I'm a copywriter for the hospitality industry. I used to work in hotels in many different countries, uh, including Jordan, uh, France, the Caribbean, and uh, Thailand, before I switched into uh, writing copy for uh, hospitality companies. So that includes writing blog posts, writing customer success stories, helping with social media, and all the other things you mentioned. And uh, yes, it's very important to have your uh, storytelling uh, lined up properly and uh, to practice storytelling properly to really engage your target audience and get your point across. What is it that, you know, when you, you work with a client, Diana, because like people say, oh yeah, storytelling is that thing about, you know, doing some web copy and so on. But what is it that, that make uh, the outcomes you do with your clients unique compared to 
to many others? What is it that you're unique about in your business? Well, I, for one thing, have a background in hospitality. So I actually worked in hotels. I understand how the hotel itself is set up, how it works, uh, who you need to contact if you need to get certain things done within a hotel, uh, which departments you need to speak to and, uh, and all of that. And then when I work with clients, for example, in the hotel tech industry, I can bring that knowledge to the table. So I would know how to address your your potential client who might be a revenue manager or a sales manager or maybe a front office manager who is interested in your product. And um, so if they if they look at your product, what are their pain points, right? What do you need to address in order to actually get them interested in what you're selling? And then um, another thing I think that's important is you don't just want to get them interested and uh, excited about what you're selling, but you also want to give them the tools and the knowledge to then uh, kind of sell your product to their superiors, because in a lot of cases, maybe the person that would be using your product uh, is not uh, the one actually signing off on the purchase decision. So uh, they would also need to know how to um, maybe convince their manager or um, the next uh, person that's a, a level up on why your solution is so amazing. So I think it's important to to bring that in. And then if I work for hotels, um, I also have experience, as I mentioned, working in hotels, working with guests. So I think it's important to know how do you address your guests to engage them, right? Your website is not necessarily just for you as the hotel. It's actually for the guests you want to convince to stay at your hotel. So um, I think it's important to always approach your copy and your writing or any of your online content really from the perspective of who are you talking to and how can you best speak to them to really be on their level, on their wavelength, and uh, get through to your audience. So for people out there, and uh, you know, storytelling is a bit like one of those words, uh, purpose, sustainability, it become a bit wishy-washy sometimes. But what is actually storytelling? What is your definition of uh, storytelling? Oh, that's an interesting one. Uh, well, for one thing, I think it's introducing your company and then creating more of a, a narrative around it. So it's not just like, okay, we're a certain company and uh, we have this product that we're selling or we're selling this room, but what makes you uniquely you? Like, where did you come from? What was the idea behind your business or who founded your, your property and how much has gone into all of that? And I think storytelling really brings that across in a way that shows who you are and what you do in a way that really speaks to your target audience. So not just focusing on some dry facts, but bringing in a more emotional component as well and really getting through to the people uh, you want to listen to. Yeah, and it's super interesting now because I've also dived into this subject over the last couple of years um, because, um, not because I was thinking I have to be good in storytelling uh, to actually to, uh, to sell more. It was actually because I thought it was a, very important skill as a leader to be able to talk about the culture and why the culture is what it is and why it's important we follow the values and beliefs. And one of the things I, my one of the way I also uh, interpret is a bit like what you're saying, is the seed. Uh, your purpose is the seed and the storytelling is the ability to talk about the purpose of the business and why you put it in place or the organization. And that then on the back end of that, you come your beliefs and behaviors, which is your culture. Uh, is created on the back of that and I, I think that's why it's important as a leader to be able actually to to tell stories also because as you say you, you connect with the narrative it's you talk to the heart instead of the the head and I, I guess it's important I don't know how you look at it but I guess it's important to talk to the logics but also to the to the emotions of people when you're try using it as uh, trying to connect with them and uh, to grow sales or make your business uh, better yeah absolutely and for I think uh, it's nice how you mentioned that to speak both to the logic and the the emotional part, like your your logic might be all the the features you offer, right? All the um, the great things that your hotel has to offer its guests or um, the great features your tech solution has. But there's always an emotional thing behind the desire to uh, to have a certain feature, right? Usually it's the desire to solve a certain problem or to uh, just improve maybe something about your operations or about your business. And um, I think it's key to 
identify the emotion that's behind it and then bring that together, this emotional and logic approach. And I think you can use storytelling for that very, very well. And I like how you also brought in that storytelling is important for leadership because your story isn't just for the outside. So your clients or your guests, but it's also important for the inside. So your internal stakeholders, be that investors or your team members, because I think if you create a strong story that your staff and your investors can identify with as well, you can create a stronger team that works better together and that knows what goal or purpose they're working towards. And that gives people more of a, a sense of direction, I think. So even internally, good storytelling is really important. Yeah, that, that's an interesting point because um, that's something we have worked with and we created like a workshop. We work with a couple of clients on there, you know, I wouldn't say uh, creating their purpose. Like I would say clarifying their purpose. Actually, sometimes going back and looking at why was it actually we set this up? Why are we doing that? Because often when you're in a growth situation, you open X amount of restaurants in this example, you lose that a bit, a bit because suddenly it just becomes about opening, 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 and they forget about why did we actually set up? Oh, we set it up because we want to do, we're not just a restaurant, we're something about a community. Da, 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 da. But the interesting things, what when they got that clarified internally, it was much easier for them to actually uh, to revisit their culture as well and find out. And what we have learned with that is that this storytelling internally is, if not more important, equally as important as marketing because they go hand in hand. Because if you're telling a story to the customer about some kind of experience that can happen and they come and discover something else, there's a dismatch between those two. Yeah, I think that's where storytelling can also help you um, address the right target audience and um, really draw in the people that match your product or your hotel and possibly even weed out the ones that don't. Because like you said, if there's, a, for example, a mismatch, you have a, a story that makes a certain promise and then someone comes to your hotel or buys your product and it doesn't deliver on that promise, then for one thing, uh, yeah, they'll they'll be upset and you, uh, you might lose that client or you won't get repeat business. Um, but also if you manage to tell your story well, some people will see, okay, this is not for me. And then you can, you can avoid having this dissatisfied client or this dissatisfied guest. So in that uh, sense, I think it's also important. It's interesting you're saying that exactly you, you have to choose because um, so this is like maybe a, a bit of a generalization because a lot of, in my view, a lot of businesses, not only in hospitality, are trying to be something for everyone. But you're saying that it's not about being something for everyone. It's about being something for the people that actually connects with your story and purpose because then it's much easier to, to satisfy them and actually the opportunity for repeat sale is bigger that's very interesting um uh yeah and I, I think a lot of people are focusing on we just need a lot of customers instead of focusing on the one they already have and maintain that relationship and tell the story again and again i don't know if you've seen this often when people start doing storytelling they do it a couple of times and it goes really well to get some really good response for it and then they change the story instead of continue repeating the same story which I sometimes say, well, 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 you have something that works here. Oh, but yeah, we need to change. We need to change directions. The story have changed as well. We need to communicate something else to the customer. No, no, but they came because they liked that story. And not everybody have heard your story. So I don't know, what, what, what is your view on that? I, I believe you have to continue repeat the same story and be true to it all the way through. Yeah, I think that's a really good point, actually, because if you are marketing your business, right, and you've, uh, like you said, you've created the story, you've got some good responses to it. After some time, you might feel like, oh, I've said this so many times, I'm sure people are getting bored of it, and they don't want to hear the whole thing anymore. But like you said, firstly, people came to you because they heard that story, and they liked it. And if they were happy with your service, they'll keep coming back. And then also, if you're looking for new guests or new clients, they probably haven't heard your story yet. So it's good to keep repeating it. Like not everyone will see every website update or every social media post you make, even if they're already following you. Not everyone sees every single update. So that's why it's important to keep pushing out the same or very similar things on your social media or your website or whatever channels that you're on. And 
That doesn't mean that your story can't grow and evolve as your business does, but I think you still should be clear on what is the, the origin point and what is really the core that you want to focus on and get across. And yes, you can add to that. And maybe if your business shifts at some point, then you need to incorporate that. But I definitely think it's important to avoid like jumping back and forth around uh, a lot because that'll just confuse people. And in the end, no one will really know anymore what you're about. And that can alienate your target audience. And I think you said something that's really interesting there because there's some, uh, even in, in hospitality and not in hospitality, there's just some businesses, they are so good at telling their story, it becomes, I call it shareable. Like I will share that story about that business. I shared a business with you before we went on. It's called the Do Lectures in Wales and they have really connected with me here and here, but actually first here. I didn't go on their website because of their product. I'm buying some of their products now, uh, but I actually went because somebody else says, oh, you would really like them. They are really aligned with your values. You should go and read their manifesto. And I read their manifesto and that was it. Then they could sell me whatever they want because we are so on wavelengths about how we see the world. Um, and I think there's a lot of companies that, that, that creates a story from a commercial point of view instead of thinking about how can I make it shareable? How would people in 20 years time share that story. And we all know the companies people share stories about or they're in business books. You have, you know, the Apple, you have Southwest Airlines, you know, uh, Whole Foods, you know, because they had like in in really, really purposeful story, they planned it in the beginning of their, their journey or it discovered it early on their journey. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a really good point, actually, that you want to make it shareable because that will help you with your word of mouth, I think, because you'll have your your existing fans, your existing clients. And then if your story remains the same, and if they talk about you, people will hear what their friends or uh, colleagues say, and then they'll check you out and they'll see, okay, it, it aligns with what my friend said, like what your company says about itself aligns with what uh, they might've heard from someone else. And then that already creates kind of a sense of trust before you even start doing business or before there's a booking or or a, um, maybe even before someone's starting to research a trip but then at least your hotel will kind of be in the back of their mind uh, next time next time that becomes relevant for them so i think that's a really good point to um make it shareable and then hopefully also encourage people to share right to get them uh to get out the word about your business is uh, storytelling, um, in your view, is that something you can create? Is that is the quick wins or is the long-term focus you need to have when you're working with storytelling? Well, you definitely need a long-term perspective, right? Because if you start telling your story, it might not be that uh, you find or you get in front of the right audience from day one and immediately hit home. So once you create your story, you might have to refine it a bit, you might have to fine tune it, uh, switch up the wording or switch up the points that you focus on to see what part of your story resonates most. And then as you start refining that, you can kind of drill down on those points and keep going more and more into that. That kind of goes back to the point we mentioned about um, refining your story and letting it evolve, like you see what, what works best for you. And then you stick with that and keep going in that direction. So um, I think, yeah, at the beginning, it can be maybe an instant success if you're lucky. But I think the best stories are really the carefully crafted ones and the ones that you give time to unfold and develop. Yeah. And I often say it's a bit like a muscle. You know, if you don't train the muscle, it gets weak, you know, and the same goes to your story. And if your story gets weak, your culture get weak and thereby your organization get weak and thereby you will see some companies disappear because they've lost that initial purpose through the, the story that's not told anymore. Uh, it's quite interesting. I don't know how, how what your view is on as well. Uh, I see, you know, that's, that's a lot of focusing on digital marketing in the moment and getting your word out. Um, and sometimes I feel it feels a bit like they have lost the focusing on actually communicating who they are and why they're here, but they're focusing on their product. 
the room, the plate of food, uh, which is it's important to showcase these kind of things. But they forget sometimes, you know, the humans behind the business, which is actually what we connect with as human beings. Human, human people, human beings buy from people they like. I mean, you can't really get away from digital marketing these days, right? It's uh, it's something that pretty much every business does or needs to do in order to get out there, uh, get the word out and become successful. But I think you can actually combine that really well with a human aspect. So when you're uh, promoting your hotel or your, your company, you can showcase the people who are providing the service or creating the product. So if you're a tech developer, then, um, showcase the people who are who are coding your um, your tech solution or showcase the customer success team that helps out your clients on a day-to-day basis and uh, like put these people in in your story and and feature them that's like not only a good thing for your uh, to give your company a face and to show people okay there's actually real people working there it's not just a name or a logo that i'm dealing with it's also great for your staff because they're they're seeing that you appreciate them, that you publicly show, okay, this person is working for me and I'm proud to show the work they're doing. So that I think that's also something important. And even for hotels, it's the same thing. Like you can feature your head chef, right? There's such a um, a big culture around your, your Michelin star chefs, for example, right? Hotels will uh, create like a whole separate page on their website to feature their chef. They'll have print materials about that. You'll see that chef's name everywhere on the property, but it doesn't have to be a huge uh, celebrity to be featured. I think like you can feature people who are maybe more behind the scenes that guests don't really see on a day-to-day basis, but whose jobs are still extremely important for a hotel. So why not give those people a voice and a face and show them in your communication and make them part of your, your story too? That's super interesting, yeah, because I think also if I just remember some people here during the pandemic in the UK, it's a company called Honest Burger. They actually use their employees a lot to tell about, you know, not only what they did for them, but also what they were going through as employees uh, in the hospitality industry. And it's quite interesting the uh, the traction they got from that and the, the response and the way people engage with that. Uh, because again, it was storytelling in principle. It was uh, it was Tom that worked in this restaurant, and there were some things he struggled with right now, and this is what he was trying to do at work. And it was just interesting. There was no product, but you knew it was Honest Burger that was doing it. Well, I think especially now that's a really cool idea because um, maybe people have their their favorite restaurant or hotel that they can't go to right now. But if that place then shares something on their social media or on their website about, hey, this is how our staff is doing right now. And really like your your frontline staff, not necessarily the managers or the owners, but actually the people that your guests would see when they go to that hotel or restaurant. I think that gives them a great chance to stay connected. And like you're saying, you you don't have to push a product at that point. You can really just be telling the story of these people and I think especially today, we can all identify with someone who might be worried about their job or uh, someone who's uh, struggling with uh, managing homeschooling and going to work or maybe having a reduced income because so many people are experiencing that. So you're creating some strong common points among people and um, like putting your, your brand in their mind for a later point in time. There's no doubt about like, you know, getting clarity around your story and telling it well. Uh, that's definitely a benefit of business. But what is that the outcomes you can achieve? What are like the greatest outcome you can achieve as a business? What have you seen with the businesses you work with and also what you experienced through your career when this really comes together and works for, for, for people? Well, if you do your storytelling right, there's actually a whole bunch of great outcomes you can get from that. Um, I mean, for now, it it can be a bit difficult to tell companies, especially hotels, like do more storytelling to get more business or to sell more rooms right now, because in a lot of places, the business hotels can do is actually restricted legally because of travel bans or because of uh, restrictions on leisure travel and things like that. But I think now is a very good time to drill down on what should your story be what do you really want to share about or what do you really want to focus on 
as a, as a company? What do you want to tell people about yourself? And what do you want people to think of when they think of your business? And then use that to, to build this story and then be kind of in the, in the forefront of people's minds when they can travel again. So I think if you get your storytelling lined up properly, then you can, you have a much easier time addressing your ideal target audience. You, you'll have an easier time of getting in front of them, convincing them. Uh, you'll spend less time and less money on pushing more and more new, um, new ads or new marketing initiatives. Because I think like what we already mentioned is you, your story becomes more share worthy. So the clients you attracted because they're your ideal target market, they will really love your product and you'll probably get more positive word of mouth out of those clients rather than having someone who kind of sort of fits your target audience. And then they're, they're not dissatisfied, but they're also not wowed by you. So they might not really tell friends about it, but if you get people who absolutely love what you have to offer, and you wow them, then they will tell everyone they know about it. And a few of those people might then come to you. And um, I think you can actually let your your clients really help you with your marketing in that sense. So I think that's one way to really um, get a lot out of storytelling. And then also it helps you uh, save time and energy on your marketing because you become very clear of what you want to do, where you want to communicate, and you can you can focus on those channels and on those messages instead of kind of being present everywhere and trying to do everything and then really not doing anything at a hundred percent. So I think that can also be really relevant right now with a lot of hotels having reduced staff. Maybe your marketing department uh, has had to let go of a few people, right? Like that, that's quite possible now. So having this clear focus will help even a smaller team get a great impact. Yeah, and I think it's quite interesting because I always um, I have a slide in one workshop I do within. It's 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 probably a bit more about leadership than uh, uh, storytelling. But it's like uh, clarity equals bigger influence because when you are absolutely clear of what your mission is, your purpose, whatever it is, it's much easier to filter what not to do. And the not to do list is so important in these time because there's a lot of things you could do. But what is exactly that serves the the story? And actually, I like what you said as well, like the importance of, you know, investing in tomorrow. Often in whatever we do as human beings, we're always focusing on the short term instead of planting the seeds for the long term impact. Because our business also have to be here tomorrow and hopefully also the next decade. So how do we actually plant the seeds today that will actually make it stay in business uh, in, in 40 years time. And it's interesting, you know, some of the most successful businesses did that unconscious or conscious, you know, they did some things or behaviors around they do this business maybe way back. I think Marks and Spencer in the UK, uh, during the war, they helped the soldiers in the Second World War get brilliant uniforms uh, for free. And that's a story people keep on talking about when they have told me about Marks and Spencer. I'm not from this country, but people have told me this story. So they planted a seed at that time. Again, it's just interesting how such a you know you know simple gesture uh, becomes like a, a, a something that carries the brand through decades, uh, and that's the power of storytelling in a way because people can remember that, but they can't remember what kind of product you put on the shelf last week. Exactly. Yeah, I think it's. It's difficult now, of course, to to tell people, oh, yeah, you need to invest in, in tomorrow and focus on on later. And uh, when many hotels are uh, without a doubt struggling with cash flow and with negative pickup and um, all these horrible things they've had to deal with over the past months and not being not being 100 percent sure about when or how they'll be able to do normal business again. But I think it's it's still extremely important to to focus on this. Um, on the, the pickup we will hopefully see soon down the road and to be ready for that and to be able to take as much advantage of it as possible. Like if you're ready for it from the get-go, then you can be one of the first properties to truly benefit from travel returning and then actually getting those extra bookings and being able to get back to normal perhaps faster than someone who neglected that right now. 
Yeah, and it's quite interesting. It, it is a different connection uh, where I work with people. I've said in this period, it's of course important to show up better when we open. You can always become better. Your procedures, operation, but that's a given. I expect you work with that pandemic or no pandemic. But actually, you, you the most competitive thing you can do right now is show up different, so people can actually see you've been on a journey as well and tell that why you are different and what your uniqueness is. And actually, that's that's more competitive advance than becoming better at, yeah, you know, using technology to book rooms and so on. Yeah, that's important, but that's a given. That's business innovation in itself. So super interesting what you're saying there. I totally agree on that. So one of the other things, uh, Juliana, we have discussed before is, uh, you know, one thing is storytelling. Um, and we, we touched on that now. But a lot of people also, their websites, uh, they they have a website. Every business has a website, but some is more powerful than others. And uh, what is your experience in general with websites when you've been working with clients, things like that? How How is that perceived of importance? Because, you know, again, I talked about the focus on digital marketing, but my, my, my belief is a bit counterintuitive. I think sometimes we spend maybe a bit too little time on our websites and I'm guilty of that myself because actually that's the airport i said that's where people land in the end your website is probably your best or your main salesperson if you uh if you think about it in terms of um addressing clients uh showcasing your your company your product your offering um and i think you should treat it as such right like if you have a, a sales team at your hotel or for your company then you would want to give them the best tools you can so that they can bring in as many leads and convert as many leads as possible, right? Like you, um, you wouldn't give them a slow computer or maybe um, a phone that doesn't have an internet connection so they can't message people or um, things like that, right? You wouldn't hamstring them in that way. So why, why not uh, give your website the same treatment, right? Like you, your salespeople have uh, an expense account. They can take out a, a potential client. So why not also invest some money in your website to um, update it regularly, right? You don't, you don't just do a website once. It's not a, a static thing. Like it, it's a lot of work, actually, if you think about it, because there's always something new to, to update. Maybe you want to change your, uh, your imagery uh, seasonally. Maybe you need to upload new uh, new promotions for different seasons or different holidays that you want to feature because you don't want to have your Valentine's promotion up in uh, in December when you're actually trying to promote Christmas or still have your your Easter weekend promo up when uh, when the summer holidays are starting right like you need to regularly go back and and update that and keep it current because your website is really one of the first places that you have to, to showcase yourself, to show who you are, what you do, and to get in front of clients. Like if you think about hotels, people might find you via a booking engine, but even if they see your name there, they'll probably go and Google your property first before they book uh, on booking.com or whatever. So if they book, if they look for you on Google and find your website, you have a great chance to actually get them to book direct instead of going back to uh, whatever booking engine or whatever OTA they just came from. So I think you really need to seize that opportunity and make your, your website your absolutely best salesperson that you have on your team. And super interesting because, again, when we make these buying decisions, we are looking for, you know, uh, touch points of either proof or can I trust it? Uh, because again, you know, booking a holiday or for some people, maybe it's something they do once a year. It's a special occasion and they want to get it right. So the more you can convince them they are making the right decision through your website, yeah, the bigger is the chance they will, will follow through with it. And I think the, uh, I think it's absolutely right when you say that thing, when you land in there, it, it should help building the trust. If they then go and book somewhere else, that's what it is. But there's exactly about, and if, if you then also can, I guess from a hotel's point of view, if you can get the booking through your own website, even better. That's the thing. If you can get them to book with you anyway, then why not encourage them to book via your website, right? And I think there, a lot of hotels really give away a lot of business, whether it, 
whether it's to an OTA where they then have to pay commission on a booking that they could have gotten commission free through their website, or they just give the booking away altogether to another property because the website doesn't convey this message properly. It doesn't, it doesn't captivate the, the people that come to their, their website. So I think that can have several reasons. Maybe they didn't have their, uh, their storytelling figured out properly. So maybe on social media, they were doing one thing and their, their Instagram or their Facebook is fantastic and people love it. And then they click through to the website, but it's not a consistent experience. And they land on the site and it's like, wait, that's not what I expected. And then they bounce and they're gone. Or maybe the photos on, on the OTA were fantastic. And the description on the OTA was great. So people just want to like check once again, just to be sure they have a look at the website and then when they're there, maybe the pictures aren't that good, or maybe just the whole setup isn't really working for them. And they think, eh, no, maybe we'll, maybe we'll take the other property that we saw. It's, it's just down the street and it also looks nice. So I think there's really um, a lot of room for improvement for a lot of properties to create a very consistent experience and to not like lose people along this, uh, this booking journey, to really draw them in via their website and then encourage them to, to book direct to generate the maximum revenue they can from every booking. When you then land on the website, what is the what is like your your top advice people could do to actually build that trust, you know, besides having, you know, pictures of the rooms and so on? Is there other things you can do with your your website where you can work on building that trust when you got the the basic the foundation in place, you know, a good website? great pictures, the right pitch, the right story. What else can you do to to really get people convinced they're making the right choice? Oh, there's a, a few pretty straightforward things you can do, actually. For one thing, you could feature guest reviews on your website. You can have them there on your homepage. Um, you can do that in different ways. Like maybe you you screenshot things from uh, TripAdvisor or from uh, from Google reviews, for example. Or you can probably even get plugins that just pull the latest reviews uh, regularly as they come in. So people can see like your latest reviews as well. Like you don't want reviews from one, two or three years ago. It's probably better to have more, um, more recent ones. So feature that, that's always a good thing. And then another thing you can do is if you've ever won any prizes, like did you get TripAdvisor's Hotel of the Year or were you featured in some media, right? Like uh, you have your... Um, Condé Nast Traveler, for example, they give awards every year, or maybe your local tourism authority uh, chose you as the top uh, mountain resort in your your region or your country, like any kind of accolade you have, I would absolutely put that on your homepage or in any, any other relevant place. Um, maybe if you're certified um, uh, a climate neutral business, put that on your website because there's people who choose hotels uh, based on such criteria. Or maybe, um, maybe you were named one of the top family or pet-friendly hotels or um, like really anything that would speak to your target audience and that you've been publicly recognized for, put that on your website so people know and maybe include a link to that media mention as well so that people can actually read up on the article and see that you're not just, you know, inventing things, that it's actually true. Um, I think that's another really good thing to do. And then once you've kind of built this, um, this trust by, by showing people, you can also have um, like a, a live chat. I think that's a really great tool to have on your website. So if someone has gone through your, um, your page and they've seen, they've seen a whole bunch of things they like, but maybe they have one or two questions and either they don't have the time or they can't find the information or they're too lazy to look for it, have that chat there so they can just type in that question and then Maybe you have a bot, maybe you have a person uh, sitting there at the other end to answer it and answer that question as quickly as possible. That's a great way to show, okay, we're, we're interested in your business. We're here for you. We're ready to answer. And then if you can give them the answer to their question, you have a lot bigger chance of actually keeping people on your site and getting them to book. Uh, awesome. It's super, you know, really easy to implement uh, advice as well. Um, also seen some companies are really good at uh, creating content so they do their own content as well they see it as a part of it probably part of their storytelling but also they are talking about what they're doing in the place you know uh, 
following employees around or, you know, talking with suppliers and stuff like that. And that for me is like quite important that they actually, you know, they have more, they have content I can see and I can see they, you know, they care so much about their business. They want to document it in a way because that makes me feel safe as a, that's one of my buying criteria. They, okay. They, they really care. They are setting, they're going above and beyond to do this as well as run a great business. Yeah. And I think that, uh, that comes back to this uh, storytelling aspect, right? Like you're, you're not just introducing your, your property. Oh, here, this is my hotel, but you're actually saying maybe this is where we get our organic vegetables and fruits from, or um, this is our, our laundry supplier. So they make sure that you have uh, crisp and clean sheets when you come to the hotel or um, really whatever it is. And like you say, it shows you care and that you're passionate and, um, I think that's contagious, right? Like if, if I see that you're passionate about something that can get me excited for it too. And I think that's, what's, uh, what's great with guests and they would get excited about your property and, uh, book it or maybe recommend it to someone else. Yeah. It's quite interesting to say passion because I think about something I read at some point and I actually say that a lot to, to people. Like when, when I, we, when we work choosing with clients, we often choose to know, do they have a purpose? And do they have a passion? Because if those two goes together, boom, I normally say, then you have a business that really has potential. You just need to unlock that potential. And my job is to find out those obstacles together with you and remove them so you can build that business because that's unstoppable in a way. It's not just a business. It's something that's bigger than that. And actually, if you can display that to your website, I think a lot of customers will connect with the heart instead of just the mind. And, and maybe sometimes price doesn't become that important. Uh, I know that for myself. I'm, there's something I'm not so price sensitive on if I really connect with the heart uh, on, on things. Uh, I think a company that does really well, even though I'm not a customer with them, uh, funny enough, are you saying that? Like Patagonia, if you had to go outside hospitality, they are very great of doing that. The, the purpose and the passion, you know, you, you can see they are, they are put in the world to do more than sell clothes. It's just that's just a, a vehicle for being able to to be an activist in principle. Yeah, and I I think hotels can really apply that as well, right? A, a lot of properties already do some great uh, corporate social responsibility work or work with their local community, support local suppliers, and if you can integrate that into your um, into your storytelling and what you communicate about your property then you can show that you're not just another hotel or another business, but you're actually part of something bigger um, than yourself. And like you said, people will be excited about that and be happy to support it. Going from talking marketing and storytelling, I would like to touch a bit about, you know, it's always great when you had a guest here with a lot of experience to hear a bit about like what, what they've learned from their journey as well, because uh I guess there's, you know, there's some things you would like to have known when you started your career. That's definitely what it is for me. What is the thing you would have liked to know? Because you, you're taking the journey in hospitality, you know, you've been on the front line, you've been in management position, and then you go out and set up your own business. But what would you have liked to know when you started out way back? When I started um, studying hospitality management and then working in, um, like looking for internships and uh, progressing through uh through that education phase, I was a bit, uh, or like my perception of hospitality was a bit limited. Like for me, it was hotels and restaurants and maybe like, okay, cruise lines, airlines, um, maybe local tourism operators, but really not much else. I didn't think of all the um, opportunities that there are like in, in consulting or in um, new aspects like uh, hotel tech, for example. Like there's so much more to the hospitality industry than just the hotel, right? There's there's so many supporting factors out there and around that. Like you've got your events, you've got your your venues, you've got so many different things. So I think it would have been uh, nice to know a little bit more about how big the hospitality industry really is to um, maybe find my way into, into this uh, copywriting uh, slash marketing niche a bit faster. But then again, I'm also happy that I went through all the, like the, the different stages of my, my career working for hotels, working in different departments to actually gain that experience that's now helping me. And I think another good point to know is that things take time. Like you, you need to learn, you need to go through all the different steps 
to um, to gain that experience that will then help you take the next step, um, maybe venture out into a different direction. And um, yeah, not everything has to happen overnight. <laughs> I think I was in too much of a hurry at some times. So, yeah. And we all are at a certain point in our career. And then we find out, which I'm still struggling with, the, the word patient is very important. You need to stay at, at some stages to learn, to take the next uh, level up or the next part of the journey. Uh, is there, you know, my journey is a lot of people has influenced us. What is the, yeah, like your top three people has influenced your journey and uh, and what did you learn from, from that? That's a really great question. Um, there's actually been quite a few people who've had a, a great impact on me and my career and uh, have taught me a lot. Um, two people that come to mind straight away are my uh, former managers from my last internship. I was working in uh, Bangkok at uh, the Plaza Atene Hotel in the food and beverage department. And um, the directors of the FNB department were um, amazing. They invested so much time and energy in teaching me and explaining things to me and answering all my questions. Uh, they put me in charge of fantastic projects and I really learned a lot while, um, while working with them. So uh, they were definitely really great. And then um, another person that was very uh, influential on me, I think was the, the founder of the PR agency I worked with in Thailand. I worked with them for several years as their head copywriter, and it was actually my first or my only full-time position as a copywriter when I was just starting out. And um, Karen actually had this way of finding amazing staff, like always people who were top of their field and people who really worked together well as a team. And uh, seeing that was fantastic. And also the way she dealt with clients was really great. And uh, I think taught me a lot in how to build and run my own business. So, um, yeah, I think those are, those are some people who really had a, a great impact on, uh, on me and helped me get where I am now. Well, wow, that, that's super. Yeah. Because those people, they plant seeds that sometimes, you know, you don't even know that what they're doing, you're going to be using later. And I know that for myself. Um, and then you suddenly stand in the situation think that was exactly what that person did. Okay, so that's why they're successful. Yeah, it's, it's super interesting. Um, uh, we are now here, Juliana. Uh, unfortunately, in the end of this conversation, been really good time. It's gone really fast. Uh, but normally, I always ask the guests to give like some advice to to leaders out there, or people in the industry, or people outside the industry. What the what is your top three advice right now? And you maybe can put the the storytelling angle on, or whatever you want to do. But what are like your top three advice out there in in this moment of time? My top advice would be right now to really uh, take some time and focus on uh, what. What do you want to say about your business? What do you want people to identify you with and think of when they think of or uh, see your your logo, your business, your your brand and your name out there? And then um, really invest in in your your storytelling and your presence, like your storytelling internally. How will how can you bring your your team and all your stakeholders on board? And then how can you take that to the outside as well? Like by implementing some of the things we just uh, discussed in this episode and um, perhaps by uh, stepping up your, your online presence a bit. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to be on all the channels 24-7 everywhere and completely exhaust yourself with that. But perhaps pick one or two places that you want to invest in and then uh, take that new idea of your, your story that you have and and push that out there consistently to get ready for when um, people are going to start traveling and start uh, researching their their trips again. This is a, you know, that's just one question that's like on my mind here on the last bit uh, from the advice you just gave, because we didn't really talk about that during when we, we touched on storytelling. Is there any companies that, you know, people that think I need to double down on this can go and explore, look at and get inspiration from? Because sometimes that really helped to get started. I think in the in the high end sector in hospitality, there's Amman Hotels and Resorts. They do a great job with uh, telling their story and um, just creating a very consistent 
experience online. So I think that's a, a great place to, to look. And then there's also um, a brand of hostels called Generator Hostels. They, they have a, quite a cool uh, online, um, online presence. Like I like their, their websites and their, their style about how they address like a, a younger crowd. They do, they do that quite well. So for hotels like of different, uh, different price categories, I think you can look at these different, uh, these different brands and just kind of get a bit of an idea of some things that you might be, uh, that you could maybe implement at your uh, brand as well. Super, super. Thank you so much, Juliana, for all your insight, your thinking about storytelling. And I think there's some people out there that's really going to be uh, be asking themselves some questions after this. This is really, really insightful. Where, where can people find you if they want to uh, follow you or reach out to you to ask you more questions around this? Uh, I think the main place to uh, access some of my my resources, I provide some copywriting resources as well for people who uh, want to up their copywriting game on their uh, website or even in their social media. You can find me at hospitality-copywriting.com. That's my website. Or of course, on LinkedIn as Juliana Han. I post there regularly and share any um, updates. Like if there's anything new um, that I'm putting out, any new resources, you can always see that there. That's absolutely super. Thank you so much for coming on. And uh, I send you power, energy and love to you and your loved ones uh, to, to get through the, the last bit, hopefully the last bit of uh, our pandemic. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. And uh, same to you. Best wishes to everyone at your end. And uh, it was great being here. Thank you so much, Juliana. So many great advice and insight on here. How to boost your storytelling and grow your sales when you're coming back from the pandemic. If you want to get more inspiration on how to become better at storytelling and marketing, please also tune in to episode 81 with Dylan Solanke, UK and EMEA director at Sprout. We will be discussing in that episode customer loyalty and email marketing. And if you enjoyed today's conversation, please share, rate, review or subscribe to one of our channels. Tune in next time for another interview and in the meantime, find out more about it and subscribe to our community and download free leadership tools at hospitalitymavericks.com. And don't worry, if you didn't get all of that, there will be links in the show notes. Thanks for listening and be maverick.